A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of A Duff Said. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at fourthcoastciderworks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to the best local sports podcast in Michigan. And that's a Duff said. Thank you so much for hitting the play button on your favorite listening device of choice from wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Duff Tyler, and that's a Duff set. My guest this week is Saginaw Valley State tight end and Lake Orion native Mitchell DeBrinket. Now, Mitchell is just two games into his career with the Cardinals, but he is a starter on their explosive offense. Saginaw Valley State is 2-0 heading into their Week 3 matchup this Saturday on the road at Truman State. So I talked to Mitchell about his time playing for Lake Orion and how he wound up playing for Saginaw Valley State. In addition to that, we also talked about Mitchell's famous cousin, NHL star Alex DeBrinket. Now Alex recently became a member of the Red Wings this past offseason, but get this. Alex and Mitchell have never met each other. We'll get to that. I caught up with Mitchell this week before the Cardinals hit the road for Missouri, and that conversation starts now. Mitchell, you were a part of this past Saturday's win against Northwood. How good does it feel to keep that big giant axe colored red? It was much better than any rivalry in high school, I'll tell you that. Uh, Obviously, we've been dominating for the past five or so years, maybe more than that. I think Coach said every year since 2016 we've kept the axe. So uh, we knew going into this game that it was going to be heated especially with the two ex-coaches on that team but uh it it went very well uh I don't got much else to say than we played hard and uh we came up on top as expected well tell me this what was that atmosphere like because you said this is like none unlike any other rivalry you played in so what was it like from the moment that you guys took the field all the way until you got the axe back um I guess being only my second college game the biggest difference, not even just because it's a rivalry, but I've noticed that really every play matters a lot more and it's a lot faster, obviously, but, um, just playing on my toes and thinking of, uh, you know, every, every snap and every step meaning a lot more than it did in high school, where in high school, I felt like, you know, if we went down against Clarkston, there was always a chance for a fourth quarter comeback, but this game, it was like, we needed to go right from the jump. 
Yeah, this being only your second game, so you're getting some of that, what they call on-the-job training. You're getting that experience right now. What has it been like to just be in the moment? You're, you're pretty much going up against guys that are just like you. I mean, when you're in high school, you're facing off against different types of people. You may be athletically gifted more than they are. You may be stronger or faster than they are. But once you get exactly. to this level, everybody's on par with you. So what's it been like to just take all that in? There's been a lot more weekly preparation for it. So right now I'm, I'm actually watching Huddle and my coach – Coach Rufner gives us these scouting reports to fill out. And we got four pages where they're asking us who's their best DN, who's their best uh, backer, their top front, and all this. So definitely a lot more goes into it. This is your third year academically at Saginaw Valley State, but this is only your first year on the field. Now, when you were looking at where you were going to take your college career, you had lots of different options. And with regards to this past Saturday, you were looking at a couple of schools Northwood and Saginaw Valley State. So you could have gone blue or red. Both of those mm -hmm. schools dialed you up for an opportunity to come play college football. What was it about Saginaw Valley State that made you decide to go with them? Definitely the family atmosphere. Uh, that was the biggest pitch that Coach Brady gave to us when me and my parents came for the visit, and he didn't tell a single lie. And uh, the development that I've had since I stepped on campus for the first time has been crazy. I don't think I would have got that same experience at Northwood with that coaching staff. What has the relationship with Coach Brady been like so far? It's grown a lot this year, for sure, as my role has increased with the team. And um, I think it's because in the past few years, I've been kind of, you know, I've been fourth string, and then obviously my red shirt, I wasn't playing at all. I actually didn't practice my red shirt season. But um, I think I've earned his respect this year I've kind of understood where he wants to take the program a lot more and that's allowed me to show him how I can provide for the team what was that moment like when he tapped you on the shoulder and said you're going to be the starting tight end this year this was really your first experience and you're getting to play a part of a really high-powered offense what was your emotions like at that moment when he told you that you were going to be starting at tight end this year excited humbled and yeah i guess mostly humbled i didn't really think about it too much because i knew that first game you know i could go in there and screw up bad and uh, get that spot taken right away because our tight end room is very competitive so it's been a long race in the making so uh i guess i just patted myself on the back and then kept working and what's that competition like? Because you're in there with a group of guys that all are hungry for that spot, and they would gladly have it if they could. What's the competition like, and how do you guys kind of feed off of each other? Uh, we're actually like best friends outside of football and even on the field too. We don't really uh, go at each other that much. It's really just whoever makes the most plays and whoever's most physical. We teach each other a lot uh, throughout practice. So like I said, I'm always humbled. And uh, I'm open to Dub or Tyler and Renzi and Landon. They all, uh, they're teaching me stuff every day. And I'm teaching them too. The Cardinals are 2-0 and this week. And you guys are going to hit the road to Missouri to take on Truman this weekend. What do you guys sure. make of the start that you guys have put together so far? We don't think about it too much. You know, we can't. We know that the bulk of our uh, our games are coming up soon with uh, Ferris and GV and those those teams that We've kind of rivaled against the past few years, so 
yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about that is we just got to go into this game not really thinking about us being 2-0. There's still so much more this season to put together, but so far this offense that you're a part of, they have looked awfully impressive in those first two games. You guys have put up over 30 points in each right. of your two wins. What has been working well for you guys up to this point? Our run game has definitely been running a lot smoother than it has the past few years. And a big part of that is uh, how close our O-linemen are compared to the past few years and also the insane talent in the uh, running back room. You guys are going to have some very competitive games this season against Ferris State, Grand Valley, and probably Davenport and a few others. And you might see some competition uh, from some of those non-conference schools as well. But if you guys keep doing the things that you're doing right now, what else can we expect to see out of this offense as you get ready to play those tough teams in the GLIAC? Um, well, that's a difficult question to answer. I guess uh, we have a lot more in the bag than everyone's seen the first two weeks. We have so many plays that I expect we would run on Saturdays, and then Coach Brady holds on to it. So, uh, yeah, we got tricks up our sleeves for sure. Now, speaking of Coach Brady, this program has gotten better year in and year out under his direction. He has done a phenomenal job putting the Absolutely. team that he has done out there. What has always seemed to have been out of the reach, though, is a spot in the playoffs. Based on what you've seen and being around the guys in practice and around campus, do you all get the sense that this is going to be the group that can finally finish the story and take this program to the postseason? Absolutely. Uh, fall camp was a whole different energy than it ever has been. And uh, we have a great group of guys, and each class just keeps getting better and better. Uh, our development has been crazy, especially since uh, Coach Dindani from Vanderbilt came and changed the weight room up. Yeah, I know you're a guy that loves to be in the weight room. You are definitely all about that workout life. Something I learned about you today is that during the season, you totally commit yourself to working out. You spend about two hours a day in the gym or on a field somewhere just working on your routines. Uh, what are some of your favorite routines that you like to do when you're getting those workouts in? Uh, just basic receiving footwork. I used to work with Coach Mason back in high school when I was trying to get recruited, who's our wide receivers coach now. Uh, so I work on a lot of drills that he teaches, and then I do lineman footwork. Uh, and then, obviously, I, I go hit the rider and hit some weights every once in a while outside of the football lifts. Yeah, how much do you enjoy doing those lifts? Is there any one particular exercise that you really like to do? Myself, personally, I'm all about those hammer curls. What do you like to get done when you start picking up the weights? I honestly really do not like bench. I like back squat. Me neither. Yeah, back squat for sure. And it's jumped up a lot since I got here. I think freshman year I was doing – maybe 365. Now I'm doing, I think I hit 475 in the winter. Oh, dude, that's awesome. What do you mm -hmm. attribute to that success? Consistency. A lot more important than, uh, you know, how much I'm eating, how much I'm sleeping and that. Just, just hitting the weight room every day, even if I didn't feel well. Yeah, no off days for you, obviously. But once you finally get that behind you, when it's time to put down the weights and just go – do your normal routine how do you enjoy unwinding after a day of all of that well sometimes i watch tv but rarely i mostly play guitar 
Yeah, I've heard that about you. Uh, when did you pick that up? I actually took lessons, I think, when I was in elementary school, only for a couple years. My dad kind of wanted me to do it with him, which I was very against. I hated it. And so then I didn't play for years. And then during the COVID lockdowns, I just randomly picked it back up. And I've just been learning stuff on YouTube, kind of teaching myself. So I guess three years now. Oh, that's awesome. Have you put together any YouTube videos that people should go see of yourself uh, making some music? Uh, no, I haven't. Not yet. Not yet, but that day is coming. That Maybe. day is coming. But uh, sure. you got you got to get this football thing uh, out of the way first, obviously, and you yep. seem to be really enjoying that. But that mm -hmm. is so cool that you picked up the guitar. So do you have like a, a favorite tune or melody that you like to play? I'm into a lot of stuff. I got a Rolling Stones uh, poster in my room. I got oasis poster i really like oasis me um, too i, I, I am right there with you on that i was all about wonderwall yep yeah can you play any of the oasis songs yeah i can play a few of them actually i'm yeah. trying to learn how to sing while playing too that would be so cool that's something that you should work on for one of those videos that is so awesome i i don't meet too many uh fellow oasis fans so i am oh. thrilled to hear you say that you are a fan of that band yeah i really like them one of my favorite when did you first hear Oasis? Well, I've known Wonderwall since I was really young, but I never really knew who the band was. But my older brother, he actually just moved down to Texas. He put me on right before he left. He uh, he went to MSU and would go out all the time. And uh, that would always be like his pregame. That is a good one to have. I'm thrilled um, to hear that somebody else enjoys that jam as much as I do. Now, as for you yourself personally, do you have like a favorite song that you like to listen to to get you hyped before a game? Oh, man. That's that's a loaded question. I have a <laughs> lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm big into music, so I could go through my library right now and try to find my top one maybe. Uh, I like listening to like old rock. Maybe some rap too. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. Now, are you studying any, like, music classes at Saginaw Valley State, or is this something you just do on the side? No, it's just a hobby. I gotcha, I gotcha. Now, let's talk a little bit about your time in Lake Orion, because you had a great run as a member of the Dragons football program. What were some of your fondest memories being a part of the Lake Orion high school football team? West Bloomfield, my junior year. I probably liked my role on that team more than I did my senior year. Uh, with Drew Van Heck and Mitch Howell and Sam Sterich as kind of the core three receivers. And then they were all seniors. I was the junior who kind of just blocked for them. And uh, we went to triple overtime with them, partly because we just kept running jets to my side and I would block for them. So that was a good feeling. You know, I remember that game specifically because I came out to interview those guys right before that game happened. That was my first introduction to Coach John Blackstock. I got to meet all those guys that you just mentioned. And you're right, that was a crazy game. It was so funny because I remember talking to Coach Blackstock about how you guys had a lightning delay in Lapeer earlier that year. And mm -hmm. then the weather got really crazy in that West Bloomfield game too. You know, you were facing a lot of really good talent. Guys that are playing college football right now came out of that West Bloomfield program, too. So there was a lot of great talent on the field that night. So what was that atmosphere like? It was fun. Um, obviously, we, want, we wanted to take it to them as much as we could. But I was playing a little bit of defense as well. Or maybe this was my senior year. I don't remember. But I remember lining up across from Donovan Edwards when he was at a Wildcat QB position and just thinking, like, man, this guy's committed to U of M. 
he's going to be big time soon. And uh, not everyone gets that opportunity in high school. So I took it in as an experience. Yeah, what's it been like to see him and where he's at now with U of M? To be honest, I don't pay much attention to U of M. I'm a Spartan family for sure. Oh, yeah, that is that is but, uh, true. We'll get to that. Yeah, obviously just really cool that uh, I was once playing with him. That's something that you'll be able to treasure for the rest of your life, and that is so awesome. Sure. I didn't get a chance to meet you when you were there, but you obviously had a huge impact on that program, and one of the things that you had to go through in that year, 2020, was you had a broken finger but you just kept going. You weren't going to let that stop you. Everybody that I talked to, whether it was Coach John Blackstock earlier today, I also got a chance to see a, a video from your family that Lake Orion put together, kind of talking about who you were and what you were about. They all say the same. No matter what you do, you put everything into it. But how did you first go through that injury? How did you manage to break your finger? Uh, I believe I broke it playing baseball. I was at catcher. And uh, someone was stealing second, and the batter foul tipped it. So as I was popping up, getting ready to throw, the tipped ball went straight into my pinky. Yeah, I think that was that year. But I have broken other fingers, so I may be getting it mixed up with a different injury. But <laughs> okay. I remember kind of asking my mom, you know, I was worried about whether I was going to be able to play or not. And I think my mom just told me to kind of suck it up. I ended up just taping my two fingers together and ended up being fine. Ma'am, mom really drives a hard bargain there. No off days with mom. She was just saying, hey, tape it up and let's keep going. I love that. What else drives you to be successful? Because I, I know everybody has said about you, you like to put everything you have into everything that you do. What is your number one motivating factor to be successful in whatever you attempt? I think my biggest motivator is knowing that my parents are giving everything that they have. Um, and providing as much as they can. So I'd be doing them wrong by not giving the best effort in everything I do. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the family. Like you said, you are a Michigan State family. Your dad, Joe, he was a walk-on quarterback at Michigan State. What was it like to have that kind of influence on you as you were growing up? Obviously, he got me into football. And I guess he didn't, he didn't teach me too many fundamentals about football, but he did teach me the mindset um, that I carried from the first day of middle school till now. And he's definitely been my biggest influence on, uh, you know, how I go about attacking football on my worst days and making sure I'm aggressive and out there making plays. Uh, everything that we do with uh, Victor's Edge and Coach Grudholm, my dad has already taught me all that and installed this uh i guess attack mindset what's the best advice that you got from your dad i think he taught me aggressiveness better than anyone else has uh taught me to be mean especially on the baseball field which translated to football but he was always the one teaching me to kind of be cocky and not be afraid of altercation and as far as mom goes, how would you describe the influence that she's had on you? Obviously, she demands toughness out of you. That's number one. But what mm -hmm. are some other influences that she's had on you? She's me great character and to be kind to others. She's always been around uh, every program that I've been a part of. She was on the pep rally uh, or the pep team all four years of my high school. And uh, just seeing her on the sideline and talking to all the 
other staff and smiling and laughing while I'm playing football and maybe not having a good time at practice. It just teaches me to take it all in. And uh, that's really the people and the relationships that I'm building that matter. What has it been like for you just to look up in the stands and not just at Lake Orion, but now in Saginaw Valley State to know that no matter what happens, you've always got their support. They're always behind you and they've always got your back. It's a great feeling. And I don't take it for granted because I know that not a lot of others have that. Something else I found really interesting. I learned today that you are related to the newest member of the Detroit Red Wings, Alex DeBrinkett. He is coming to Detroit this season. But here's something that I was really fascinated to learn. You guys are distant cousins, but you've never met. You guys have never had the chance to meet uh, one-on-one. Now that he's back in Detroit, what are the chances that you guys might actually finally meet? Right, well, of course I'm going to go to as many games as I can once the football season's over. But uh, it's really just family matters that haven't aligned up and uh, allowed us for us to meet. We were supposed to go to this uh, family reunion out in Colorado a few years ago, but we had to back out. So I guess that would have been my chance. Uh, We'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, what's it like to know that you're related to a guy that's currently in the NHL? I guess not knowing him and not being super into hockey, I don't think about it too much. But then every once in a while, someone asks me, are you related to him? I'm like kind of shocked by it. And uh, he's not just in the NHL. He's like a prominent guy, big recruit. The, the excitement for him to come to Detroit has definitely been there. I, myself, being in the Lake Orion area, I live down the street from Great Lakes Crossing. Every time I'm walking through the hallways, I see his jerseys there. So there's definitely an, an excitement building for him to be playing in Detroit. And like you said, you're going to get a chance to go see him play once football's over. How excited are you for him to have that opportunity to come back home and play for a team that he probably grew up rooting for? Like I said, I'm I'm not a huge hockey fan, so I can only be so excited. But I just know that it worked out probably exactly how we wanted to. And uh, it was mostly my grandpa, who's uh, unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. He was the biggest fan of him ever. And so I got a couple signed jerseys that were from my grandpa. He hooked us up with that. I don't really have – that would have been the connection to him. And uh, I would just say I know that he's very happy to be back in Michigan and Detroit. And uh, he's doing very well. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know much about him, so there's not much I can say. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys will get that opportunity down the road. Other members of your family are also into sports. Your little brother, Joe, is playing now for Lake Orion. Have you had a chance to really follow up with what he's been doing? Yeah, actually, we text every night, and I, I got the opportunity to go to his first game since it was on a Thursday. So that first game at the big house, I think it was North Farmington, uh, it was great to go out there and see him. He got a touchdown that got called back, unfortunately, but he's been killing it. What's some advice that you would have for him as he's continuing his journey in high school football? I would tell him to aim big. If he's pursuing, which he is, going to the next level, uh, just have the confidence that you can go to any school that you want. Because uh, I didn't decide until after my junior year season, I didn't really know what was out there for me. And uh, I'm glad I ended up where I am now. But obviously, if I were to redo the process, I would have no shame in going up against the biggest recruits and spreading my name to everyone and trying to get the biggest offer that I can. 
He could not have asked for a better role model than you. And he's seen what happens with the work that you put in to get to where you are right now. It's definitely possible if you put in that work. What's it like for you to know personally that you have been somebody that he can look up to and he can be proud of to say, that's my big brother? It feels good, but I don't think about it too much because, honestly, I think he's more athletic than me. (laughs) I think he could have a brighter future than I have. So, uh, you know, I just tell him to keep going. And that's all. So how competitive did it get between you guys as you guys were growing up, playing those maybe some pickup basketball games or just playing some football or baseball between the two of you? We used to punch each other in the face all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I get like bad bloody noses, like chronic bloody noses. And I think it started when me and him fought in the basement one time. So there's that. Does he ever remind you about that? Uh, No, it's been a while. That's a pretty competitive atmosphere, but like I heard someone else say the other day, brothers fight, but at the end of the day, it's all about family, and you guys have definitely put together a great family for yourselves out in Lake Orion, and as you now continue your journey in Saginaw Valley State, what are some things that you hope to accomplish in your time with the Cardinals? To be honest, I never even thought about playing football and like actually being on the playing field in college until my senior year, and... Once I set that goal for myself to earn a scholarship, I didn't set any goals as to, like, I want these stats or I want this to happen. I would just say now that I'm in my uh, in my role, I guess, on the team, I've made it to the starting position. It's all about the team. I don't think about myself at all. I want to get that national championship. I want to get that GLIAC championship. And – uh Yeah, it's all focused on team success. And I hope you get it because you have definitely proven that if you put in the hard work, good things happen to those who put in the time, and you are definitely living up to that creed. Mitchell Jabrinkit, thank you so much for making the time this week on A Duff Said. I really appreciate getting the chance to know you and your family. It sounds like you guys have accomplished a lot, and I really appreciate the bond that you and your family have. You guys have put together a very close-knit group out there in Lake Orion, and it's nice to see that it's uh, coming out to Saginaw as well. Of course. I appreciate those words. It was nice being you. Likewise, and uh, I hope we get to do it again because you still got a long way to go at Saginaw Valley State, my friend. Yes, sir. Stick around because after this, we've got Saginaw Valley State football coach Ryan Brady He's got a lot to talk about in regards to the cards, and that's a Duff said. You're listening to the best local sports podcast in Michigan, and that's a Duff said. If it's pizza night, Sheldon Street Pizza has got you covered. Sheldon's pizzas are always made fresh when you order them, and the readers of the Lake Orion Review have voted Sheldon's breadsticks as the best in Lake Orion. Stop by Sheldon Street Pizza at 3767 South Baldwin Road in Orion Township, or you can order online by visiting SheldonStreetPizza.com. Don't forget to try one of Sheldon's salads with his special blend of homemade salad dressings. He's also got some pretty tasty desserts as well. Sheldon Street Pizza. More than just pizza. It's the official pizza of a Duff set. Okay, I want to take a second now to talk to the parents and adults listening to this podcast. If you are looking for a fun night out during the weekend here in Lake Orion, then stop by Fourth Coast Cider Works. 
Fourth Coast Cider Works is the place to be for hard cider in Oakland County. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast is quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Stop by Fourth Coast and try some of their many flavors on tap. You can also take some home in a can or a howler. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. Fourth Coast Cider Works, the best hard cider is on the Fourth Coast. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. Now, as you just heard in my conversation with Mitchell DeBrinkett, the Saginaw Valley State football team is now 2-0 after they absolutely dominated Northwood this past Saturday in the Axe Bowl. The Cardinals won that game 31-8. I spoke to head coach Ryan Brady about that win and what lies ahead for the Cards. And that conversation starts now. How good was it to keep the axe red for another year? Yeah, it was sweet, Duff. Um, big game, big environment. Um, two teams going at it, you know, less than you know 20 miles apart. Uh, long story, tradition uh, with the Axe Bowl. Just uh, excited and humbled um, and honored to uh, come out on top and 2023 here now this game was played at your place what was the atmosphere like on saturday man it was electric um it was packed it was a sea of cardinal red and uh northwood traveled very well as uh, also and so um you know it was uh maybe one of the biggest crowds i've seen in um, quite some time uh there at harvey wicks memorial stadium so uh it was definitely a great atmosphere i heard from a a lot of uh, people that said, wow, coach, man, that was an electric environment. So uh, it was really cool to see. I'm glad a lot of people came out for you guys because you're going to have some tough games later on this season in the GLIAC. So hopefully you get that kind of support as well. You know, it's always a good feeling anytime you look up into the stands and you see that sea of red. Have you ever given a nickname for your crowd? Do you Does your crowd have like something that you guys feed off of, like the 12th man in Seattle or the Red Sea in Arizona? Yeah, that's a good question. So, I mean, we just kind of started this, um, uh, Alfred Daly, um, our, our starting Mike linebacker, he's one of the, the leaders, um, on our team. And so his saying that he always says is who you wit, who you wit. And so, uh, we started playing the song. I think it's by little Wayne and, um, you know, so every time on third down, um, you know, when our defense is out there, you know, they, they play that song and then our whole sideline starts going, who you wit? And then the crowd is starting to say, who you wit? Who you wit? And so uh, that, that was that was a, a pretty cool uh, deal on Saturday. I love that. That is so good that you guys have got something that really hypes up the crowd. Now that uh, you're getting that kind of uh, support from the community, it says that uh, to me anyway, that you have done something that is not only getting people's attention, but it's creating a buzz for yourself that you can really build upon. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to be a part of, um, you know, something that's special and everybody wants to be a part of a winner. And so that's the kind of product we're trying to put on the field. Um, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's also cool that, you know, we've recruited locally um, really hard and we have a lot of Great Lakes Bay region players on our roster. And so 
you know, that gets everybody excited to come watch, um, you know, guys that played at Hemlock or Bullock Creek or Saginaw High or Swan Valley or Millington, uh, Frank. I mean, the list goes on and on. So that's, you know, Carlton. Uh, so that's really cool. You know, Midland High. Um, you know, I could keep going here forever. Probably. Yeah, you got some and Beecher so, guys from Flint on your team, too. We got Beecher guys. I mean, so we did a good job recruiting the mid-Michigan area. Um, and we have a lot of local kids. And, and our local kids are doing very well um, excelling here. Um, and so that's really cool to see. You've seen a lot of guys uh, from my, my first recruiting class, um, not, not just um, as starters, but, you know, that have turned into really, really good football players. And um, that's what's really cool to see is everyone in our program, seeing these guys that have been here for, you know, three and four years starting to play at a really high level. A lot of those kids that are on your roster are kids that I saw play high school football at a lot of those schools that you mentioned. I got a chance to interview them when I was with MidMichigan Now, getting to see the impact that they had on their communities. And I'm so grateful that they got an opportunity to play at the next level with your program because the MidMichigan area is a talent-laden area for football players. They may not be the guys that are going on to play for the Big Ten schools or maybe even the Mac schools, but to know that they've got a home somewhere, that's really special. And what's it like to see those kids get that opportunity? Well, it's obviously exciting, um, you know, but it's just, uh, it's just kind of how the recruiting world um, operates, you know? And so, um, you know, when you're at Detroit Cast Tech and Detroit Martin Luther King, like, you know, every college coach in America goes into those schools every year. You know, I don't know if everybody gets into Carleton High School. You know, and so um, we just do our homework. We try to uh, build great relationships with the high school coaches and we try to get in as many buildings as possible. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think the staff has did a great job identifying guys. And, um, you know, I think we've uh, found some guys that maybe, you know, that weren't um, you know, highly, highly like, you know, advertised. And, um, you know, that's what we've uh, been excited about is we've, we've got our own process and we have our own evaluation and we we. Um, we, we know what we're looking for and, and we go out there and we find the guys that fit our program. And, um, you know, it's all about recruiting like-minded people for us. Um, and so, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's definitely a, it's a fun group to be around. And, um, I really think the best is yet to come. And let's talk about one of those guys that you recruited because we just heard from him earlier in the show. When I talked to Mitchell Debrinkit. he is your starting tight end this season. What was it about him that made him a good fit for your program? And how did you hear about him from being in the Lake Orion area here in Oakland County? Yeah, you know, uh, well, you know, Lake Orion, home of Jeff Heath. So, um, you know, we get a lot of, uh, we get a lot of phone calls from Lake Orion, obviously, uh, one of our most prominent alums is uh, from Lake Orion. Um, so that's always cool. Um, but you know, Mitch really, um, Mitch really stood out because of like, you know, his work ethic, like Mitch was a workout warrior. Like he loved the weight room. Um, he was always, you know, at all these uh, recruiting events, like working out, he was up with the rising stars um, with Reggie Wins, who does a great job. And, um, you know, Coach Wins called us and said, hey, man, you got to really take a hard look at this kid. And, you know, he came and worked out for us and we were really impressed. And it was just his demeanor, his work ethic. We love weight room guys. We love guys that are like passionate about training. And Mitch was one of those guys. Um, and then Mitch came up and tested very well for us. And we were like, wow, okay. Um, he's a 4.0 student. I mean, he just, 
checked all the boxes for us. Um, so we were a little concerned when we recruited him. He was 205 pounds. Now, now Mitch is uh, running around out there, almost six four and a half at 250 pounds, and you know running uh, you know about four seven, maybe even a little little under that uh, 40. And so he's a uh, he's um this is his first year busting on the scene. So you know everybody's going to be seeing uh, you know Mitch DeBrincat for for three more years to come after this one. In order to make that happen, you of course had to have the conversation with him and his family. And you were talking about, you know, how you go about recruiting these guys. One thing you have to do is you have to have those meetings face-to-face, one-on-one. One thing that he said he was really drawn into with you and your program was your honesty. He said you spoke the truth to him, and that's what he wanted to hear. When you have those meetings to encourage a kid to come play for you, what are those conversations with him and his family like? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just honest and open transparency. Um, I, I don't make promises. Uh, I don't have a crystal ball. And so, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not that guy, you know, I, I, I tell people exactly what I think and, and I tell them exactly what they're going to get when they come here. Um, and, and that's, that's what happens. The kids come here and they're like, Oh, this is exactly what you said it was going to be coach Brady. Um, and that is really important, uh, for myself and my staff is that we are who we say we are. Um, and we're just genuine dudes. And so we're just, uh, you know, I like to think that we're just like, you know, the most down to earth, um, humble guys, um, around. And so, uh, everything here is family first. Um, and we love our guys and we love to develop relationships with our guys. And, you know, I think before I left work today, there must've been nine or 10 of them down, just, you know, wanting to come see what the coaches are doing and, you know, come sit down, hang out while we're, well, we're just finishing up and that's, that's really cool. That's the culture that we built here, you know, and, and Mitch was just, um, Mitch just felt like, uh, he was one of us. Um, and, and that, and that's, um, a lot of what we do. It's, it's really recruiting the person over the player. Um, and for a lot of coaches that probably sounds crazy, but that's just how we do it here. Um, I, I want to recruit a, you know, a bunch of dudes that are just like, you know, coaches on my staff that are, that are just like myself, like, so we're looking for a certain um, type of guy, a certain character, certain qualities, you know, guys that, you know, are natural born leaders that are winners, um, you know, and the guys that just love people, you know. And so that is, um, you know, we love recruiting guys with big personalities and big smiles and um, guys that have a lot of confidence, you know. Um, and so that is, that's really, Mitch had all those things and, uh, it's been a great fit, and there's going to be great things to come from Mitch. He's doing awesome. This has been the like the last couple of games that uh, you've had a chance to put him out there on the field with the starting offense, and that unit is doing really well for you guys right now. In the first two games of the season, you guys put up more than 30 points in each game. Both of them wins for you guys. In terms of what they're doing week in and week out, uh, they have done a phenomenal job. This past week against Northwood, it wasn't kind of like what you had in week one against Winona State. In that game, of course, you had just a few yards shy of 500 yards of total offense. That number came down a little bit, but you still got the points when you needed. You got them in pretty much every quarter. And as far as the offense goes in this past week's game against Northwood, what did you see that really stood out to you on that side of the football? Yeah, sure. You know, uh, the, the thing that comes to mind is our physicality. I mean, we are physical. 
um, up front on offense. You know, that's our offensive line and tight ends. Uh, you know, Mitch DeBrincat is a physical young man. Uh, he is doing an outstanding job uh, blocking. Um, so, um, and then obviously just in the Northwood game, I mean, we're going to get Northwood's best shot. You know, so that's, um, you know, they're, 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 they give us everything they got. Um, and so it's going to be a battle, you know. And so um, that game and the intensity of that game, I mean, it's just a wow. So for us to, us to win 31-8, I'm not very pleased um, by that. Um, obviously, you always, you always want, you know, to do more. Um, but I mean, we rushed for 230 yards, and our quarterbacks, uh, both of them, uh, Michael Horro and Willie Taylor, both extremely efficient. I think one of them was five for seven. The other one was seven for nine. So we threw the ball well. Um, we did have one turnover um, in the red zone, so we took points off the board there. And um, we had our opportunities to to really uh, break it open. But um, you said to give Northwood credit. I mean, they, they just hung in there and battled and battled. And um, I was just pleased that our guys found a way. But you know, offensively, I'm very confident in um, you know what our offensive line's doing, and we got great depth there. Um, and we had some guys that got some opportunities to come in and. And, and playing that Northwood game, and they did a really nice job. You know, guys like Clayton Hackett, um, you know, who's from Midland Bullet Creek, another local uh, you know, Great Lakes Bay region player. Um, he's worked really hard to get his opportunity um, and then went out there and played 65 snaps and did a heck of a job. Um, so he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. So, you know, we're, we're, we're excited about what we saw from Clay and Isaiah Daniels um, got to get in there at center, and he, he did a fantastic job. And, Paulie Robertson and Sean Shahoos. I mean, I think I think we went ten deep on the old line in that game, so we got a lot of guys, valuable experience. Um, I think that'll serve us well moving forward. Let's talk about your defense now, because one of the things that really stood out to me was just looking at the stat sheet. You guys didn't give up any points in this game until the fourth quarter. You got six sacks on defense. You held the T-Wolves to just three out of fifteen on third down opportunities. What was it like to see that kind of effort from your defense? Yeah, it's outstanding. Same, 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 same deal, Duff. I, our defense is physical. I mean, our defensive line, you know, they, they get after it. Um, our linebackers are, are three of the most physical young men that I've been around in a long, long time. And, and Brandon Rawls and Alfred Daly and Mike Kressinger, like, wow. And then, you know, and Brady Devereaux from Hemlock. You know, another local guy, he he played a lot of downs. He was the special teams player of the week for us. And, you know, he came in and played a lot of snaps at linebacker as well. So we're just, we're long, we're athletic, we're physical. Um, and, and our defensive coaches do a great job, put together a great game plan. I think Northwood had six yards rushing or something like that. I think right now we're the number one defense in the nation in terms of stopping the run. I think maybe we're three in the nation um, and rushing the football. So we're getting it done in the trenches um and so that's um that's always like uh you know priority number one um when you're football coaches you you got to win up front you know you got to win in the trenches and um i think we're 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 built um we're 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 built to to win by uh you know being physical and being dominant and being able to pound the football and stop the run and um so that's um you know that's really exciting that's what gets me uh, fired up about this team and I can just tell just by listening to you how excited you are for the efforts that you've been getting from your guys. When you get efforts like that, 
All you got to do is turn to the axe and say, who you with? Because it's staying with you guys for another year. Since you've been coached there, Coach Brady, you have never lost the axe. And everybody in the community tells you that that can't happen. You got to keep that right here at Saginaw. So you've held it down since you've been there. How special is it for you to have that kind of tradition that you built with your program that both the school and the community can both be proud of? Yeah, we're excited about it, Duff, but there's, there's, there's a lot more work to do. And, um, you know, we have bigger goals and bigger aspirations and, um, you know, so we just got to take them one at a time, but obviously, um, that one feels good. Uh, it's a, it's a huge game, uh, for a variety of reasons, you know, our alums, um, you know, there, <laughs> you know, the night before the game at 10 30 and finishing up some work and, uh, you know, I get a text from coach Lafleur, you know, saying, good luck in the X bowl tomorrow, go cards. You know, it's <laughs> like, that's what that game means, you know? So, you know, I got, I got, you know, alums, you know, guys that are, like legends uh, texted me in the morning. Hey coach, I'm coming. Can you get me some tickets? You know, I'm like, okay, I gotta go pull some strings, but I got you guys, you know, can I get a sideline pass? And, you know, it's, it's, that's just, that's what that game is, you know? And so uh, that's, that's really cool. And, um, you know, I got to give uh hats off to Norfolk. I thought they played a great game and I know a lot of their coaches, I got two former assistants on their staff and um, you know, their new head coach, Dusty's doing a really good job. And, you know, Corey Ringer's a running back coach, and he's a guy I coached um, you know, Grand Rapids Community College and Ferris State. We have a great relationship. So I, I know those guys, and they're, they, they, they do a really good job, and they had their dudes ready, and it was, it, it was a hard-fought win. Yeah, that's one of the things that you always got to keep in the back of your mind when you become coaches, that eventually you may have to go up against that guy on the other side of the field. What's it like to see some of the guys that you came up with uh, suddenly now getting those opportunities for themselves? It makes me feel old, <laughs> so, uh, but it's really cool. I mean, it's very rewarding, and there's really a long list of guys um, now that are coaching that are, you know, in their mid to late twenties and some in their early thirties that are that are uh, that are doing this, and that's really cool. Really cool to see. It makes me a uh, you know, it makes me proud and um, you know, I'm just really happy for them. And it just kind of makes me feel like, wow, okay, I was, it seemed like yesterday and I was 30 years old doing this um, and just getting going. And now I'm 43 and, you know, here, here, here I am. I'm the head coach at Saginaw. Sometimes I still pinch myself. I mean, it's just a great opportunity uh, for myself, my family, and I'm, I'm just enjoying um, every second of it. You're going on the road this weekend. It's your first time out on the road. You're going to take a road trip to Missouri to face Truman State. Yeah, it's a business trip, though, and a big one. Um, so Truman State is um, a very, very, very good opponent. Um, you know, these guys are 31-8, and eight, um, you know, in their last three years. Um, they're 16-1 and one against non-conference opponents since 2019, so... Uh, these guys know how to win. Uh, they get it done, um, and so um, and they've been they've been very good against stopping the run, and they've been really good running the football. Um, and so uh, this 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 team has our full attention. So um, you know our focus is on our preparation um, and what we need to do. They also have a quarterback who's um, 
you know, a senior who's thrown for almost 5,000 yards. And I mean, uh, they got 20 returning seniors off last year's team that went nine and two. Um, you know, they finished second in the GLVC. They won a bowl game. Um, you know, very well coached. Um, they have a very good program. Like we're going to have to go play our best. So this is uh, not only do we're, are we heading 11, 12 hours out there in Kirksville, Missouri, but we're going out to play in someone else's backyard and we're going to play a very good team. So, um, so far we've had a very good week of preparation. This will be our first time on the road. And so uh, I'm, I'm hoping we go and uh, have the right mentality, the right approach um, with a trip like this. this. This trip's a two day trip. So, you know, we leave tomorrow at 3.30 um, and we'll drive for six hours and uh, you know, stay the night and probably somewhere just outside of, uh, you know, Joliet, Illinois. And then we'll wake up and we'll drive another five or six hours the next day. Um, so we got, we got a lot of work and a long journey ahead, but, um, it's always fun being on the road, just spending extra time with the guys on the bus and, uh, in the hotel and, you know, walkthroughs and meetings and team meals, like, um, you know, hanging out in the pool and, uh, man, it's, 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 it's really fun being on the road with the guys. So, uh, I'm excited to get, um, get going and uh, this is a great group to be around a lot of fun. Well, I wish you guys all the best because this is going to be a real tough test for you guys. It could be a good stepping stone and continuing that future that we talked about that you're building out there in Saginaw. Coach Ryan Brady, thank you so much for making the time this week. Best of luck to you guys on the road this week. I appreciate it, Duff. Thanks for having me on, sir. Want to hear more about Saginaw Valley State football? then head to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can hear all of my previous conversations with head coach Ryan Brady, and you can listen to all the previous episodes of this podcast. If you would like to get an instant alert every time a new episode of A Duff Said drops, then all you got to do is become a subscriber. Just go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our announcer this week is an absolute legend in Saginaw County. He is Freeland High School's public address announcer, Steve Gale. And Steve, in my mind, is the best high school sports public address announcer in the state of Michigan. As for myself, I'm Duff Tyler, reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true, because that's what a Duff said. Once again, here's Steve Gale. Thanks for listening, folks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.